Okay, so uh, welcome everybody for the uh, I guess the New Year's edition of tonight, of this year. <laughs> um, the topic that we are going to uh, cover tonight is a uh, a shayla which I received a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the specific shayla that I received had to do with bunnies, uh, but we're just going to talk about it in general, and it had to do with uh, the general topic is spaying and uh, and neutering uh, animals. What you are allowed to do to your uh, to your pets, what's not allowed, what exactly are the parameters, what are the issues, things related to uh, to that, uh, and since it's uh, something which uh, for uh, for pet owners, it's something which is uh, which is relevant. So I figured that it's a it's a good topic to go ahead and uh, and uh, and cover. Hopefully, it's a good topic to cover. So here we have uh, the sheet appears uh, on the screen here. I'm going to assume that that's a yes. Okay, so it begins with a pasuk in Parshas uh, Emor, where the specific context has to do with bringing korbanos, what animal is fit to be brought as a korban. And the pasuk says, this is in Parshas Emor uh, towards the beginning, which our school translates as um, one whose testicles, this is the animal, are squeezed, crushed, torn, or cut. So lo sakrivu Hashem. So an animal suffering from any one of those conditions is not allowed to be uh, offered as a korban. And then the key phrase for us is uvar tzachem lo sasu. And not only is such an animal not fit to be brought as a korban, but you're actually not allowed to do this uh, to an animal b'chol in your land. So the very act of and now, if you, uh, it doesn't take too much uh, uh, to pay attention to it, but I'm emphasizing it just because it's an issue which the post can discuss and it's going to be relevant as far as certain kulas or lack of kulas, and that is that the specific discussion over here is obviously a male animal, so it's damaging the genitals of a male animal in any way, shape, or form. So that is an isidoraisa. That's what Uv'artzacham Losasu comes along and teaches us. And as we're going to see, so there's a, there's a, a, a debate between the poskim about whether doing so to a female animal is also going to be an isidoraisa or is it an isidrabana? Rabbi Shaffel? Yes. Perhaps you're going to discuss this in the course of, of this presentation, but it, it looks like in the plain reading of this pasuk, you only would not be allowed to do this if it were an animal that were fit to be brought for a korban. So therefore, if it were an animal that was already disqualified for some other reason, perhaps because it was the type of animal, or perhaps because it already had some other kind of womb, um, although it was a, otherwise a kosher animal to be brought as a Corbin, it, it, the way the Pusik reads literally seems to say that those would be the only animals that you couldn't do that to. Correct. Okay, excellent. Thank you for that beautiful segue into source number two. That's uh, exactly what we're going to. And by, by framing the question, as, as is well known, a, a well-stated question is half the answer. So here, a well-stated question is going to lead us to a an understanding of exactly what Shulchan Aruch is telling us in the next, in the, the sif which we're going to read. So this idea, we're going to first see one sif in Shulchan Aruch, 
Then we'll see a couple of Gemaras, and we'll see more Shulchan Aruch, and then what the poskim say. So, but here, in order to address all of those questions, which uh, which Bob raised, and even some which he did not raise, but he was going to had I given in the, the time. So here in Evan Ezer, Simon Hey Sifir Aleph. So it reads as follows. It says, and this is the overall simon is really talking about the first part of the simon, meaning the first 10 seifim of the simon is talking about um, uh, uh, sterilizing humans, whether a man or whether a woman. And now here in Sifir Aleph, it says, So one is not allowed to damage the reproductive organs. Regardless of whether we're discussing a human, a domesticated animal, an undomesticated animal, or a bird. So here is address point number one, Bob. It doesn't make a difference whether we're dealing with kosher varieties of animals or even non-kosher varieties of animals. Non-kosher varieties of animals obviously are unfit for a korban. And yet, Shulchan Aruch says, it's still going to be usher to go ahead and damage their reproductive organs. And this is a part which you didn't get a chance to emphasize. Bein Beretz Yisrael, Bein And the answer applies whether you are in Eretz Yisrael or whether you are in Chutzar. The reason why that point has to be emphasized is because in the previous source in the Pasuk, it says, Uv Losasu. So one may have thought that Artsachem, maybe they're first Eretz Yisrael. Maybe there's something unique about sterilizing animals in Eretz Yisrael, which is going to be in Isidaraisa, maybe in Chutzar, it will be permitted. So therefore, Shulchan Aruch emphasizes that that's going to be just as Aser. And this Isser, and somebody who violates this Isser and goes ahead and sterilizes certainly a male animal, we're just going to limit ourselves to animals, a male animal or a male um, uh, uh, bird or something. So it's an isidarais, it's a violation of a law, and the punishment is going to be Malchus. Then Shachanach says, Vamisaris Eshanakeva, somebody goes ahead and um, uh, sterilizes a female animal or somehow damages the reproductive organs of a female, regardless of whether we are discussing a human or whether we're discussing any other creature. So it's going to be that language is usually indicative of something which that there's going to be an exemption. The pater is an exemption from punishment, meaning that there's not going to be malchus, but it's something which is certainly going to be aser. And as I mentioned, there's a machlokis taz in the gra about whether this is an isudaraisa or whether it's an isudarbanan. It's, uh, it, it's going to play a role a little bit towards the end of, of this year. But right now, all we need to know is it's going to be also just the same. Whether it's a punishable offense or not is something which is a, a theoretical uh, issue in our current times, the 21st century. But this is something which is certainly going to be, uh, is certainly going to be awesome. Okay, so, so far what we established is, is that there's an iser to go ahead and sterilize animals. And this is something which is a, uh, it's a potentially punishable offense. So now we come along and we put on our halacha hat and we say, okay, you know what? It may be aser, all that Shulchan Aruch is teaching me is that this is uh, something which is aser, it's part of the taryag mitzvahs. It's one of the 613 mitzvahs, the 365 prohibitions. And maybe I could go ahead and there's a workaround and I could go ahead and I could arrange for a non-Jew to go ahead and do the act of sterilizing the animal on my behalf. Because as far as we know, at least in the moment, 
So sterilizing an animal is not one of the Shev Mitzvahs B'nai Noach. Therefore, it should be permitted for a non-Jew to go ahead and do so. So problem solved. If I get a dog which needs to be spayed or neutered, all I need to do is bring it to the non-Jewish vet. And the non-Jewish vet will go ahead and will take care of it and problem solve. So as we're going to see now, this is far from a simple matter. And that is, the Gemara says as follows. And this, for those who have not learned this or seen this in this particular context, so it may be a little surprising to you. But the Brisa says, this is part of the famous Gemara, the famous discussion in the Gemara about the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach, the seven Noahide laws. So the Brisa says, Sheva Mitzvah Nitztavu B'nai Noach. So non-Jews were commanded to observe seven mitzvahs. What are those seven mitzvahs? You count them up. Dinim, number one is they have a court system. Birchas Hashem, there's an iser even for non-Jews to curse God. Avodazara, worshiping foreign gods. Kilo Arayas is illicit relations. Shvichas Damim, murder. Gezel, theft. And uh, is number six. And Avram Achai, eating a limb off of a living creature is, where's my mouse? Oh, there it is. Uh, is number seven. Dinim Birchas Hashem, Avodazara. So those are the seven. Comes He says, not only are non-Jews prohibited from eating a limb off of a, uh, uh, off of a living animal, but it's also going to be also to consume blood, which was taken from a living creature. And the one that we're looking for is Reb Chidka comes along and says, Sterilizing an animal is an isodaraisa for non-Jews as well. So it's not clear, and this is part of what uh, the, the Gemara has to work out, and the Rishon we have to work out whether or not Reb Chidke is saying that Sheva Mitzvah B'nai Noach is a misnomer and there's really eight Mitzvahs B'nai Noach or nine Mitzvahs B'nai Noach, or this is going to be, uh, he's going to drop one of the other ones in favor of this. But either way, you have the opinion of Reb Chidke, one of the Tanayim who says that it is a biblical prohibition for a non-Jew to go ahead and sterilize an animal. So this would mean, seemingly, that to go ahead and to give an animal to non-Jewish vet and say, listen, I need my animal to be spayed or neutered. So that would, at the very least, for the Jew, the Jewish animal owner, the Jewish pet owner, that would be an isodarais of lifneiver. You're not allowed to give even a non-Jew something which is going to be uh, an Avera for the uh, for the non-Jew. So this now is going to be uh, problematic. Anytime you want to go ahead and you want your, your pet to be spayed or neutered, you can't give it to a Jewish veterinarian. You can't give it to a non-Jewish veterinarian. So that means that you're going to be stuck with the uh, the animal, which is the pet, which is not spayed or neutered. So now let's see. And actually... The Gemara actually raises this question explicitly. Now we shift over from out of the Gemara in Sanhedrin, and we move to a very famous Gemara in Bab And The Gemara here in Bab asks the following question. So the question is posed. So we know that there's an Isidaraisa for a farmer to go ahead and muzzle his animal while the animal is plowing. The Torah says that you're not allowed to muzzle a shore as it is plowing through your field. So the Gemara asks, okay, so the Jewish farm owner cannot go ahead and do so. Can you go ahead and tell your non-Jewish worker, listen, 
it's an isidaraisa for me to go ahead and muzzle up the animal as it, uh, before it plows. Could you go ahead and do me a favor and do you mind muzzling the animal for me? So are you allowed to go ahead and ask a non-Jew to muzzle the animal on your behalf? What's the shaila? Mi amrina, do we say, ki amrina amrila when we talk about the isidaraisa, to ask a non-Jew to do malach on Shabbos, is that something which is unique to Shabbos? Hani mili ling in Shabbos, this is skila. Maybe the prohibition of Amir Lenachri is reserved for asking a non-Jew to do malach on Shabbos. Shabbos is a very weighty iser, because if it's violated intentionally by a Jew, you get the punishment of skila. Avachasima, but muzzling an animal, iser lavlo, where it's a regular run-of-the-mill prohibition. So maybe there's not going to be an iser to ask a non-Jew to do a regular lav, such as muzzling an animal. Or perhaps it doesn't make a difference. And either way, you're not allowed to, a Jew is not allowed to ask a non-Jew to do something that the Jew himself is not allowed to do. And therefore, maybe it is an iser to ask a non-Jew to go ahead and muzzle your animal before you go plowing. So this becomes, this is the topic of discussion here in the Gemara Babetzia and Daftzadi. So in its second t- attempt to answer the question, Tashma, the Gemara says, they, the people in Eretz Yisrael sent the following Shaila to Avua de Shmuel, Shmuel's father. Halin Ture, the Ganvin Aramoi, Umeganchin Yason Mahu which is Aramaic for, and Rashi explains that we're not going to read all the Rashi's inside over there, but it's further down on the sheet. I was supposed to uh, delete this, but Marv ran late today. But we say that you had Jewish farmers who had plowing animals. And everybody in the neighborhood knew that the Jews were not allowed to go ahead and uh, uh, sterilize those animals, those plowing animals. Plowing animals, you want them to be, uh, in, you don't want them to, uh, to be looking for a date uh, that's not good for plowing. So you'd want to go ahead and you'd want to go ahead and sterilize the, uh, the animal. But everybody knew, even the non-Jews knew, that the Jews were not allowed to go ahead and sterilize the animals themselves. So what happened was, if you had a good neighbor, a good non-Jewish neighbor, so that's the armoi in the highlighted phrase over there. So they would go ahead and in the middle of the night, they would steal the Jews' animal they would sterilize it, they would spay or neuter it, whatever it is, and then they would return it. So Mahu, so what's the story with that? So is it okay to go ahead and put a neon sign saying, uh, you know, offering the veterinary school, listen, if anybody wants to go ahead and do so, you're more than welcome to steal my animal in the middle of the night, practice the spaying and neutering techniques, just make sure that you return the animal all stitched up in the morning. So are you allowed to do that? Are you allowed to let these non-Jewish neighbors uh, perform these procedures on your animals or not. So, Shalachlu, so Shmuel's father sent back to them, Harama is avid behu, meaning that you are, they're doing a shtick, and Arimu uh, alayu, and therefore, since you were doing shtick with an Isidaraisa, therefore, Arimu alayu v'yizdabnu. So, there's going to be a penalty for somebody who does shtick to, to avoid violating an iser directly, when the iser is going to be violated nonetheless, and the punishment is going to be that you, the owner of the animal, now have to sell the animal. 
if you helped facilitate, even if you didn't do it directly, but you helped facilitate the non-Jewish neighbor taking your animal and uh, uh, neutering it or spaying it and then returning it to you, we don't want you to get benefit from that animal anymore. And now you have to go ahead and you have to sell it. Now, Amara Papa. Don't you get benefit, Rabbi Schaffel, from selling it? What? Don't you get benefit? You get the money. That's a benefit. Yeah, you, so you're not going to suffer a loss, but we don't want you to take the animal, that, to, to use the animal. There's a discussion amongst the postings. Sometimes we penalize things and nobody's allowed to get benefit from it. And when we penalize things and only the person himself is not allowed to get benefit, and then what even what benefit he's going to is going to be restricted is also something which is a which is a a a, a, a broader discussion in the Achronim. If, if you sell the animal, you haven't benefited from the sterilization. You could have sold it even without having it be sterilized. So you haven't gained anything from getting it sterilized. Right, right. We're not making an iser uh, uh, hana out of the animal. We just don't want you to have the advantage of now being able to plow with the sterilized animal. Now, Amar Papa, Papa now explains what's going on. He says, This is going back to the previous source. So the people in Eretz Yisrael who asked the question, they hold like Reb Chidka who says, the Amar who says, says, that non-Jews are also biblically prohibited from sterilizing animals. And therefore, when you go ahead and arrange for the non-Jew to sterilize the animal for you, you are violating the Isra of Leif Neiver by going ahead and giving it to them. And there, uh, uh, that's, that's, that's what's going to be the problem. That's point number one. Now, now, this idea of selling the animal. So Rubber thought, what's shot in this penalty that the violator, the Jewish violator, has to go ahead and sell the animal? He says that, um, that, that the penalty is, you're not, this animal may not be used for plowing anymore. The whole incentive to sterilize it is it makes it a better plowing animal. So Rubber thought if the whole the, the whole problem is that you tried to you you helped violate this isser to make it a better plowing animal, this animal may never be used for plowing ever again, not by you and not by anybody else. So that's a little bit, a little bit more like you were saying, Bob, that we're going to the, the penalty is going to be more broad that nobody should be able to use it for that. And the only thing you could do is you could sell it for slaughter. But Amrlo Abai, Abai says to Rava, no. You don't need to go uh, overboard over here. It's enough that you go ahead and you force them to sell it. And we don't have to go ahead and say that the buyer also is going to be penalized, that he's not allowed to use it for, for plowing. If the buyer wants to use it for plowing, so that's okay. And then the rest of the Gemara, we don't, uh, we don't actually, uh, we don't need. Okay. The Rashi, we don't need. So these are these two discussions in the Gemara. And we're, we're going to see now the interplay between them. Uh, the interface between these two Gemaras, one having to do with the discussion whether there's an Isidaraisa for non-Jews to go ahead and sterilize animals or not. And then number two is going to be whether or not uh, you doing some sort of shtick by having arranging for a non-Jew to do it for you, is that going to be something which is going to be uh, face a penalty or that's something which is not going to face a penalty? Okay, so let us look now at Shulchan 
So Shochanach, now we're jumping ahead a few sifrim from where we were. So now we are in Eben Ezer Simon Hay, Sif Yudaud. So here it says, and you'll pay attention to the various stages of how this is uh, how this is presented. So you say, Shochanach uh, says, So to go ahead and just call over your non-Jewish neighbor who's in veterinary school and to say, listen, could you go ahead and spay or neuter my animal for me? So that's Asa. That you're not allowed to do. But if the non-Jew snuck into your barn in the middle of the night and went ahead and did so without your permission at all, you didn't arrange any shtick, just he snuck in, he's tired of, uh, of your animal coming along and bothering his animal. Right? His animal may have been sterilized, your animal not. So your animal may be in heat and his animal not. And he doesn't like that, you're, uh, that your animal is coming over and bothering his animal in the middle of the night. So if he goes ahead and does it, okay, so that, uh, there's nothing you can do. But, but in the event that the Jew tries to do some sort of shtick, like, uh, like whatever that shtick is going to be, a wink and a nod and a hint to the non-Jewish neighbor that if you go ahead and you, uh, you, uh, you spay or neuter my animal, I'll go ahead and I'll give you some of that delicious leftover cholent we have on Shabbos. So to do a shtick of that sort, so that you're not allowed to do. Now he says, um, now he says, vafilu lo herim. Now, let's say you yourself didn't do any shtick. You did not do the shtick yourself. But but the non-Jew knows perfectly well that you're always trying to figure out arrangements to go ahead and have your animals sterilized. And he decides, he was very happy that you went ahead and you shoveled his walkway when it snowed the other day. So therefore, he wants to do a favor in return. And of his own initiative, he goes ahead and decides that he's going to uh, spay or neuter your animal. So then uh, there is going to be a penalty. And the penalty is that you, the owner of this sterilized animal, you now have an obligation to sell that animal to somebody else. And you can even sell it. The penalty isn't so uh, far reaching that you're not allowed to sell it to your own son, the son over here where we say he's an adult, he's a guttle. We're not talking about his age, that he's post-bar mitzvah. It means that he's not financially supported by you. So to sell it to your adult child who lives uh, you know, on his own, who lives independently, that is allowed. But to go ahead and give it to your child who's financially dependent upon you, even if he is above the age of our mitzvah, he's in his 20s, in his 30s, or his 40s, as long as he's still financially dependent on you, so then it's not a proper fulfillment of this penalty to go ahead and sell the animal to somebody who's financially dependent upon you. Okay, so, so far, this is seemingly straight out of the Gemara, that you're not allowed to arrange for a non-Jew to go ahead and do it on your behalf, and in the event that you violate that, whether directly or whether doing by uh, employing some sort of shtick in order to accomplish that. Either way, there's going to be a penalty and you have to sell the animal. So that's not going to be very good for pet owners, right? If arranging for the non-Jew to go ahead and spay or neuter your pet is going to result in you having to sell the animal to somebody else. So then there's not much of a point of you having the animal spayed or neutered because you're not going to be able to keep your pet. So now comes along the Ramah. Sorry that I didn't change the font over here. But he says, what is allowed is, number one is, 
Behema One thing that they used to do in the time of Chazal and uh, in Babetzia and the uh, in Ezeu Neshech, we talk about ribis. So this is a, uh, a a common financial arrangement which was done, and that is that you enter into a partnership with the non-Jew, and you say, for example, that I own the animal, I have the uh, the funds to be able to purchase animals, but I hire the non-Jew to go ahead and to take care of them, to raise the animals on my behalf. So I have a farm out in. Marengo, uh, Illinois, and I go ahead and I buy a bunch of animals. It could be horses, it could be cows, it could be bulls. doesn't make a difference what animals they are. And I hire a local resident of Marengo, Illinois to go ahead and to uh, raise the animals on my behalf. And then when we sell those animals and there's a profit, so he and I are going to share the profits between us. So that's what it means, that you give the animal to the non-Jew, is whatever profit we make off of these animals, so it's going to be shared between the non-Jew and me. So I've invested all the capital to purchase the animals. He does all of the work, raising them, fattening up the animals, whatever we're going to use them for, strengthening them for plowing or fattening them up for shechita. And then when we sell the animal and we turn a profit, it's like flipping, like flipping real estate. Here you're just flipping animals. So you rehab it by fattening it up or strengthening it. And then we sell it and we turn a profit, we're going to share it. So in that case, where the non-Jew, you take him on as a partner with you in this animal. So then you don't have to worry about the non-Jew going ahead and spaying and neutering that animal. Afalp. Uh, even though undoubtedly the non-Jew who's raising the animal now in Marengo, Illinois, is going to spay or neuter the animal because that's what they all do, still it is permitted. It's not going to be a violation. Why? Because when the non-Jew goes ahead and decides to spay or neuter the animal, he's not considered to be your shliach to do so. He is, since you've made him into a partner, by having him do all of the uh, the work of raising the animal. So, hopefully that sounds familiar. That's a phrase which we normally use on Shabbos with regards to a non-Jewish partner or a non-Jewish uh, independent contractor, that if they decide to go ahead and do the work on Shabbos, they're doing so of their own volition, and you're not responsible for that malacha. So here we see that this concept applies by raising animals and avoiding the prohibition of spaying or neutering, so that would be okay. So that is number one. Now that's not a likely scenario which is going to be very helpful for pet owners. And then we say, uh, here we go, umutar, uh, yeah. Now umutar lim kochavim You are allowed to sell animals to a, a, an idolater. Even though you know perfectly well that as soon as the non-Jew buys that animal, he's going to go ahead and he's going to sterilize it. The Eishosim. Some people, however, say that that is Aser. And we'll see what exactly is the Machlokas. But ultimately, it's going to relate to whether or not we believe that there's an Isidaraisa for a non-Jew to sterilize an animal. If you hold that non-Jews are also biblically prohibited from sterilizing animals, then you can't sell an animal to the non-Jew that you know perfectly well is going to sterilize the uh, the animal. If you hold that it's not an Isidaraisa, then you would hold that it's mut. Uh, does, does the Yesho stream apply to both of the things that came beforehand? 
One was the arrangement where he gets half the profit, and the other one is where you're just selling him the animal. Does the does the yesh osrim apply to both of those? Yes, yes. It'll be the same. Yes, it'll be the same. The same. If you hold the sinister daraisa, so to enter into that partnership, and the non-Jew does it on what's his half of the animal is also going to be problematic. But however, he says, miu. However, the leni, one leniency which we do have is. Let's say you go ahead and you partner up with that, uh, that uh, cattle farmer in Marengo, Illinois, and he's going to go ahead and he's going to uh, take care of the animals, but he doesn't know the first thing about spaying or neutering animals. He gets queasy around uh, blood, even if it's animal blood. So you know for sure he's not going to do it himself. Rock, but what he's going to do is, Rock knows the love of Acher but what he's going to do is he's going to call the local veterinarian in Marengo, Illinois, and say, hey, Billy Bob, could you come over and spay or neuter these animals? So the non-Jew who's your partner, he's hiring another non-Jew to go ahead and do it. Then, says the Ramah, everybody is going to agree that that is permitted. That you don't have to worry about. That you, as a Jew, you don't have to worry about the fact that your non-Jewish partner is going to arrange for a not for a, uh, a, a not another non-Jewish veterinarian to go ahead and to spay or neuter the animals, and then he says one thing which is a potential uh, allowance in that, but has to be uh, carefully considered. He says, "Where did I go?" So anytime what the pain that you're inflicting on the animal somehow serves the animal, whatever, sorry, anytime that the, uh, the, what you're doing to the animal is going to be for the health of the animal or some other ulterior motive which you have, why, whatever it is that you're doing to the animal, which could potentially be tsar So if there's a reason why you're doing so, so then it becomes okay. So in the event that we were able to come up with a medical reason why it's necessary to spay or neuter the animal. So then it's something which uh, could potentially be uh, could potentially be okay. Okay, now, here we have, there's two comments of the Beis Shmuel which we need. So the first thing is the, um, this idea, the beginning of Shulchan Aruch, where he says, also, So to go ahead and ask a non-Jew, can you spay or neuter my dog, my cat, my bunny, so they are, Shulchan Aruch said, is awesome. Explains the Beish Shmuel. Um, Hine, and this is where he puts the two Gemaras together now very nice, in a nice, neat package. He says, Hine, um, so in the Gemara in Bamitzia, the Gemara asks, is the prohibition of Amir Lanachri asking a non-Jew to do a prohibition for you? Does that apply? Is that is that restriction limited to Shabbos, or does it apply to every Yisur? And comes along the Gemara Uboi and the Gemara answers that by raised by pointing out that you're not allowed to ask a non-Jew to go ahead and sterilize an animal. So that seemingly tells us that a Jew isn't allowed to ask a non-Jew to do anything that the Jew himself is not allowed to do. So Amir al is not limited to Shabbos Isurim, 
Amir Linachri is going to be relevant for every Yisar under the sun? And the Gemara says, no, Vidoch Hashem. The Gemara says, you have no proof. Why? Because Dilma Shani Sirus, the Ben Noach Metzubal Sirus. Because it may be that the reason why a non, you're not allowed to have a non Jew sterilize the animal on your behalf has nothing to do with the Isser of Amir Lenachri, but has everything to do with the fact that the non Jew himself isn't allowed to sterilize the animal because Ube Sanhedrin, because of the Gemara Sanhedrin, Ifligo in Ben Noach Metzubal Sirus. Because the Gemara in Sanhedrin brings down a machlokas whether or not non-Jews are also prohibited from sterilizing animals. So the fact that you cannot ask a non-Jew to sterilize an animal for you may not be a function of Amir al-Nakhri. It may be a function of the fact that there's an opinion which says that it's an isodaraisa for the non-Jew himself to go ahead and sterilize the animal. Now, regarding that machlokas in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, whether non-Jews are prohibited from this. So we say, So you have these four Rishonim who maintain that non-Jews are not biblically prohibited from sterilizing animals. But on the other side of the scale, you have these other two Rishonim who hold that non-Jews are biblically prohibited from sterilizing animals. Imkain, and he says, based on this, so either way, Amir al-Akum Lasaris Asr. He says the net result, as far as dropping off the animal by the veterinarian to go ahead and have it spayed or neutered, either way, it's going to be Asr. Why? Mikomakum Merwat. Omitam, either the reason why you're not allowed to give the animal to the vet to, uh, to, to spay or neuter the animal is Mitam Amir al-Akum Asr. Is either because we hold that asking a non Jew to do any Isser for you, not his Isser, but your Isser, asking the non Jew to do what's Asser for you is Asser. That would be one reason why you can't drop off your animal, by, your pet by the vet. Oh, Yeshlomer Dakum Mitsuva Al Sirus. Or it could, the other possible reason is because the Nanju himself isn't allowed to go ahead and spay or neuter animals because that may be one of the mitzvahs which is applicable to non-Jews. Now, what's going to be the difference whether it's because of Amir al-Nakhri or whether it's actually usher for the non-Jew to do himself? So explains the Beis Shmuel, because the question is going to be, can I sell the animal to the non-Jew and it's going to become his pet. We're not doing shtick where you sell it and you're buying it back, but you're selling it to him outright, knowing fully well that when you sell this dog to the, your, to, uh, to the non-Jew, that undoubtedly they're going to drive straight to the vet and they're going to get the, animal, the dog spayed or neutered. So are you allowed to go ahead and do so? If you hold that it's just an isser of Amir al-Nakhri, so then it's only us if the non-Jew is doing it on your behalf. That would be us, sir. But if you go ahead and you sell the animal to the non-Jew and he now takes his own pet and decides to have it spayed or neutered, so that would be acceptable. But if you hold that there's an isodaraisa for even a non-Jew to go ahead and spay or neuter animal, then you would not be allowed to sell the animal to a non-Jew when you know perfectly well that they intend to spay or neuter it right afterwards. If, if, if they want to buy an animal, it, if they don't buy your animal, they'll buy some other animal. You're not preventing them from spaying an animal. I mean, right. That, that's true. But giving them the thing, the same thing is going to be true with uh, with uh, with uh, uh, the 
by this, we're not going to differentiate between Trey Eber Dinahara or Chad Eber Dinahara. Whether or not the, the person who's going to commit the, by, by Leif Naiver, whether or not the person is going to commit the Avera has access to it otherwise or not. Anytime you give something to somebody, which he's going to directly use, so that's going to be, uh, that's a, 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 a postures that's going to be an Isra Daraisa of, of Leif Naiver. Okay, so that is point number one. The rest of it we don't need to, uh, to see. Now, so that's point number one. He says that there's two possibly surim, either for you to ask the non-Jew to do it, either Amir al-Nachri, or it's going to be his own Isser. Then came along the Ramah, that, uh, and he says, um, the, and now he's going on the, uh, on the Ramah, about selling it to a, a non-Jew. Um, I'm sorry, I got that one twice. Oh, sorry, here was a mistake. Somehow I ended up with the Beishemol twice. That one. Okay. Now the second one is where the Ramah had said that if I go ahead and I give the animal to one non-Jew, and he's going to go ahead and ask another non-Jew to go ahead and to uh, to uh, to spay or neuter the animal, there the Ramah said the Kuleyama Shari. Everybody agrees that that is going to be permitted. Why is that permitted? So we say the Oz Havilifne Delifne. Because we are of the opinion that if I put a stumbling block before you, that's an Isidaraisa. But if I put a uh, if I give somebody else a stumbling block and they put it in front of you, that's two steps removed from you and the actual Avera being done. So that is not going to be a violation of the Isidaraisa. So since I'm not in direct communication with the person who's actually going to do the spaying or neutering, I give it to non-Jew A. And non-Jew A gives it to non-Jew B. So my relationship with non-Jew B is leafne de leafne. I'm two steps away from the Easter being done. And that, the Ramah says, is going to be permitted. Okay, now we have, let's get rid of this. We have the Arach HaShulchan. So the Arach HaShulchan writes, um, Um, okay, we're just going to pick it up from here. He says, this Ar Chashochan in Evan Ezra, Simon Hay, Sif Chavav. He says, Can I go ahead and sell the animal to a non Jew so that the non Jew will go ahead and do this spaying or the neutering? So he says, das rova poskim. According to most poskim, the bnei noach ena mitzuvin alasiras, who maintain that non-Jews are not biblically prohibited, that that uh, sterilizing animals is not an isidaraisa for non-Jews. So muter. So then it would be permitted to go ahead and sell the animal to a non-Jew, even though you know perfectly well that he's going to go ahead and spay or neuter. Kimo the same way. It's interesting the tzushal he makes the parallel he makes. It says, Just like you're allowed to sell the animal to a non-Jew, even though if you sell it to him, he's not going to shech the animal. But that's not his iser. So since it's not, there's no iser for a non-Jew to eat meat, which is not shechted. So you could go ahead and you could give the, the animal to, uh, you could sell the animal to a non-Jew, even though you know he's going to do something which you may not do. But, he says, Miu, 
There are those people who say that non-Jews are biblically prohibited from sterilizing animals. He throws in brackets there, that's Reb Chidke and the Gemara in Sanhedrin. So now that there's a machlokah, so how do we paskin? So says our chashuchan ledina, as far as halacha lemaisa is concerned, the primary opinion is concerned, the primary opinion, halacha is going to follow the majority opinion that says that it's not an isu daraisa for a non-Jew to go ahead and spay or neuter an animal. And this is also the opinion of the Rambam. But However, their postkim will say that under normal circumstances, being that we're dealing with a potential Isu Daraisa, so for a potential Isu Daraisa, uh, given uh, everything being equal, you should try and be machmer like those opinions who say that to give an animal to a non-Jew, even a non-Jew, where you know he's going to go ahead and sterilize it, so that's something which is not allowed. So now, so what are we supposed to do, Lemaisa? Uh, what are pet owners supposed to do, Lemaisa, with their pets, where uh, it's much easier to manage the pet if the animal is spayed or neutered, both for your dogs and for your uh, your cats. Apparently for bunnies, it's going to help them with their uh, their potty training, whatever potty training uh, rabbits are going to do. But it's uh, easier in the event that the uh, the rabbit is uh, is spayed or neutered. So what are we going to do, Lemaisa, as far as pets? So here I found from on the Starcase website, so they have an article where they quote two interesting things from Rav Heinemann, which I think are uh, important for pet owners to be aware of, uh, certainly as uh, if they're going to get a new pet, what to do. So here in the 10, it says, Rav Heinemann once asked Rav, Rav Moshe Feinstein, whether a person is allowed to have a non-Jewish vet spay a Jew's female animal. So you have a female dog, you have a female cat, female buddy, bunny. So can you go ahead and have a non-Jew do so? Remember, we said at the beginning, excuse me, that there's a there's a machlokas, whether this isa daraisa of sterilizing animals applies to females. So let's say you get yourself a female dog, a female cat, or a female bunny. So Lemaisa, what are you allowed to do? Can you go ahead and give it to a non-Jewish vet for the non-Jewish vet to do so? And he said, Rav Moshe Paskin, where am I? Moshe Paskin, that a Jew should not instruct a vet to spay his animal. So to go ahead and tell the vet directly, I want you to do so. So we're going to be machmer about that because there is a machlokas about that. So it would be machmer. However, he says, Rav Moshe said that the Jew could tell the vet that he personally is luckily forbidden to spay his animal and would therefore like to transfer ownership of the animal and sell it to the vet. So you go ahead and you say to the veterinarian, listen, it's, uh, I'm not allowed to do this. Can you go ahead and you'll buy the animal from me? Then halakhically, as far as we are concerned, it now belongs to you, Mr. Veterinarian or Miss Veterinarian. And then you could go ahead and you could spare or neuter your own animal. And then after, again, after the vet spays the animal, the Jew may go ahead and buy it back. So Ramosha says that a heter mechira, for a female animal, he's not saying this necessarily for males, male animals, but for a female pet, Rav Moshe allowed you to go ahead and sell it to the vet and then buy it back. This is, now here, check out the reasoning. He says, this is halachically permitted because of a sfek sveka, two areas of doubt. 
So this is why it's important to know where, what the different machlokasim are, because sometimes we could stack together different disagreements, and when you could stack together disagreements to create a sex feka, so that allows for leniency. So what's a sex feka? What, what uh, issues are we stacking? First is questionable as to whether a non-Jew is commanded to avoid sirus. So that was the machlokas that we had in the Gemara and Sanhedrin, whether non-Jews are biblically prohibited to sterilize animals or not. Second, it is questionable as to whether the prohibition applies to a female animal. The second suffix is whether there is an iser daraisa altogether by a female animal. So being that we have these two sveikas which we're stacking up, it may not be also for a non-Jew to do it ever. And even if it is also for a non-Jew to do it, it may be that that prohibition only applies to male animals and not to female animals. So once we have these two sveikas which are stacked on one another, svek sveika lakula, and Ravosha says that for female animals, you could go ahead and you could sell it to the vet and they will, uh, they will uh, uh, take care of things for you and then you buy the animal back. Then, they got, then the article goes on to say, Rav Heinemann says that the Jew can imply that he may want to buy back the animal after the procedure is performed, but he should not state so explicitly. Now, furthermore, the Jew may also give the vet some money before the sale, knowing that the vet will use that money to buy the animal from him. So it's not even like the, the veterinarian is actually going to be paying for the money out of pocket. You gift $10 to the vet and say, here, I really like you. I like your service. Here's a $10 tip. Then you say to the uh, vet, would you like to go ahead and buy my animal for $10? And the vet says, well, I just happen to have a 10 in my hand right now, and I'll use that 10 to go ahead and buy the animal. And after staying a procedure uh, which the vet charge, generally charge $100, the Jew may buy the animal back from the vet for $100. But then he says that really the best thing to do is that Amira de Amira, that two-step Amira, uh, where the, the, we're, we're doubling up many terms. We have sex feka, and we have amira da amira, or lifne de lifne, where it's like we're stuttering tonight, tonight's stutter night. So then what we have over here is that, that to not even tell the veterinarian directly that I want you, I'm going to have you buy the animal from me, and then you will go ahead and spay, spay your animal. But rather, uh, where did I go? It is better, better still is to transfer ownership of the animal to the receptionist or some other non-Jew and have him or her get the vet to spay the animal. Or another parallel would be to ask your non-Jewish neighbor, sell the, the animal to your non-Jewish neighbor. Then once your non-Jewish neighbor owns the animal, then say, you know what, if you have an animal like that, it's probably a good idea to get the animal spayed because uh, otherwise you have all, all sorts of trouble. And then that, the neighbor brings the animal to the vet and then the vet will go ahead and do it for the non-Jew rather than doing it for you. This procedure may be used, now it's important again to keep in mind, this procedure may be used only in order to spay a female animal, but may not be used in order to castrate a male animal. That is a much more severe prohibition because that is the Yisudarais according to all opinions. And therefore you only have one suffix in the case of the male animal. And to do shtick with regards to when there's only one suffix, so suffix the it would have to be much more, uh, much more machter. So the lesson is that when looking for your next pet, it's probably a safer halachic thing if you plan on getting the animal spayed or neutered. So it's probably a much smarter thing to go ahead and get a female variety rather than a male variety. And that way, and I don't know if, uh, 
yeah, whatever. Uh, it's going to be much easier, luckily, to handle it uh, on the uh, uh, female pet than a male pet. But it's something which one has to be mindful of that we're dealing with uh, potential Isuri Darais over here. And one shouldn't just assume that since everybody's doing it, therefore, it must be something which is, uh, which is okay. So, Rabbi Shaffel, um Yes. So th this has been very interesting, but it, it deals with the Sha'ila that I think, uh, at least in my experience, is not the Sha'ila that typically comes up, because all of these Sha'ilas are on pets that a Jew already owns. Right. Um, but typically what happens is you go to a rescue shelter and you say, I want to adopt a dog. Right. And the rescue shelter says, well, um, uh, if you want to adopt this dog, you can have it in three or four days, but we have to neuter it first. We don't, we don't give out any dogs that, that are not neutered. And they don't neuter all of them in advance because there are some of them that don't get adopted and they don't want to waste the, the money to neuter on animals that are not going to get adopted anyway. Um, so at the time that you're ready to pick up the dog, it hasn't been neutered, but they won't, they won't even agree to give it to you unless they neuter it first. Right. So it seems to me that's, that's a, a different Sha'ila from the Sha'ila of, of what you can do with the dog you already own. Right, so th that, th that would be okay. And that, in all likelihood, you could actually say, you, you'd be able to say um, in that case in advance, it's similar to we had a Sha'ila about um, somebody wanted to buy a house and on the house was a fruit tree. And as we know, so there's a, a serious Sha'ila about cutting down fruit trees, which are still bearing fruit. Jews not allowed to go ahead and do so Again, under normal conditions. So the Shiloh was, can one say to the non-Jewish seller, I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to go ahead and meet your asking price of $400,000 for this house, but I'm not buying this house if there's fruit trees on it. So are you allowed to say that knowing that the non-Jew who wants to sell the house, he's going to go ahead and he's going to call the, uh, the, tree, tree, the tree people and they're going to come along and they're going to cut down the fruit tree. So is that your problem that he does so or not? And we told him that that's okay. He doesn't have to do it. He's doing it because he wants to go ahead and sell the house. There's no Easter for a non-Jew to cut down a fruit tree. And if he's doing it because he wants to make the sale, that's of his own volition. It's not your animal as it's not your tree as of yet. And that will be okay. So I, I, I would think that you could do it, that uh, it's... Uh, um, yeah, and, and presumably in that case, presumably it would be okay even for a male animal, right? Uh, that, that's why I just hesitated. Uh, whether or not uh, that'll be enough even for a male animal to say, because you may be, yeah, it may not be even leaf neighbor, even if it wasn't this or the for the non-Jew, it may not be leaf neighbor because he doesn't have to sell it to you. I don't know, that'd be an interesting question about that, but certainly by a female animal, that will be okay for you to say to the, uh, to the shelter, if you're buying it from a shelter, to say to them, listen, I, I would love to buy this bunny, I'd love to buy this, uh, this dog, but I'm not buying it if it hasn't been spayed as of yet. And then they, yeah, go ahead and they, they, they won't even allow you to buy it if it hasn't been spayed. Okay, that could be that. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not, I've never owned a pet, you know, beyond like goldfish that they uh, yeah, yeah, they, from, they, uh, they, they, they say they won't give out the dog until they've spayed it. Okay, okay, so then, yeah, so, so certainly by females that would be okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, very good. So, um, so that's uh, so that's uh, as far as that, and um, everybody for coming.
Appreciate it and stay healthy and safe.